Bruce Lawn. My man Marcus Rogers out there uh, fighting the snow, fighting the elements. How you doing, man? You doing all right? You got to unmute yourself. I'm good, man. I just, a uh, couple of accidents, so I had to go help somebody. The vehicle got told, got hit or whatever, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you're safe, man, because I know them snowstorms. I saw Lake Michigan this morning. It looked crazy. Um, hey, this this conversation is not going to, we're not going to do super long, exhaustive, point-by-point conversation, guys. Um, he uh, offered to come back on post-election, and um, I think clarify a few things set the record straight on a few things um mark is just off top now we're on the other side joe biden is officially president you've made a couple of videos i I haven't caught all of them i know some of them you've taken down where are you at now with everything on this side in terms of do you feel you misheard in terms of what you felt like god was revealing to you do you feel you um you didn't miss here? Like, how are you processing all this on the other side of this now? Well, there, there's a couple ways that I process it. And let's just start with this. Bottom line is I was wrong. All right? It didn't happen how I thought it was going to happen. Okay. It didn't happen how I wanted it to happen. And that could be some of the issue right there, you know, that we see things that are happening in the world and we get in our feelings about it. You know what I'm saying? And this is the way that we want it to go. And it didn't go. So, before I get into all these, you know, little explanations or whatever, yeah. bottom line is I was wrong. Okay. You know? And so I prayed about it, you know, I repented about it to God. I said, Lord, you know, and then some people are going to get mad right there when I say that I repent about it, because some people still believe that, you know, it's not over mm-hmm. or that the timeline was wrong and things like that. And so I'm in a difficult place because I have, you know, with Christianity, it's funny because you have all different types of Christianity. So some Christians are like, this guy, I need to repent. He's a false prophet. Then you got another group of Christians like, hold on, keep the faith. It's not over. Mm. And so I'm not going to say that God has spoke to me, you know, either way about it. I do not have peace about Biden being in office. I feel like something is, and I'm not saying, let's be clear. And I try to be clear about this in the first place, but people seem to kind of misunderstand what I said. I, I pray to God about things, and then based off what I feel, I share that with people. So what I'm saying is I feel, like, in my spirit, I just don't feel peace. I don't feel like, oh, Joe Biden is the president, and it's a done deal. I think that this impeachment stuff is going to go through, and then we'll probably see some other things happening. You know, they still have the Capitol, like, closed off, you know, with the gate and stuff like that. But the bottom line is this. There's a couple of explanations. Now, in the Bible, we see that prophecy can be conditional with uh, Hezekiah and Isaiah. We saw that. Isaiah told him, look, you're going to die. And then based off of Hezekiah's actions, you know what I'm saying, Isaiah went back and gave him a different prophecy. I'm not saying that that's the case with this. I just want people to understand that if you read your Bible, you do see that that happens. So I'm not using that as an excuse, even though some people have said it. Mm-hmm. Number two. Like I told people, I've never said that I'm a prophet. You won't, I've never, I always say I'm Brother Marcus. I tell people in my videos, I say, look, anything that I share, pray about it for yourself. Mm. Don't take my word for it. You know what I'm saying? And so I, one thing that I learned from this is I just want to be clear. I do believe Joel chapter two says that, you know, in the last days, God's going to pour his spirit upon all flesh. We're going to have dreams. We're going to have visions. I believe God gives us dreams and visions, but we have to be careful not to mix it with our own feelings mm. and our mo- own emotions. So bottom line, to be clear, I was wrong. Trump didn't walk in the office, period. That, that's just the bottom line. I don't want to start rambling, but 
there could be a lot of different reasons for that. I did feel one day that America needed to repent. Mm -hmm. And I've been saying that for many years. And I tagged Trump in a live video. I think this was in 2018. I had like, man, almost 15,000 people watching live. I said, Trump, you know, you need to do a, a lead America in a prayer of repentance, not a national day of prayer, because yeah. that's kind of politically correct. Yeah. But literally, America needs to repent. Yeah. And so one thing I will say, and I think a lot of people agree with this, since Biden has been in, um, it just seems like there's been some kind of shift. Now, to some people, they feel the shift is a good thing. To some people, they feel like it's a bad. And I would ask that before I be quiet, that people would just give me grace, you know, and know, know my heart, because if you take a second, you know, not to throw a stone or give me correction, and you look at some of my videos, you will see that I've been saying the same thing for a long time. Like, hey, Trump is a wall, and he's holding back certain legislation from coming through. Mm. And then, you know, as soon as he's out of the way, you're going to see all of this stuff like a second wave. So that part has come true. And obviously, a lot of people see that. And to, to be honest, you don't have to be so deep spiritually to know that was coming if you kind of just pay attention sure. to what is going on. So Biden got in office and, you know, the transgender in the school thing, the transgender in the military thing, you know, all these different legislations he's passed. What is it like 40 executive orders? And um, that part, you know, it's come true. So Christians are so focused on, well, these people said Trump is going to win. You know what I'm saying? But they're not focusing really on legislation, things that he's, you know, passing. And so I think just pray about it, yeah. you know, and so, I'll leave it at that. So let me ask you this. Um, uh, I just had uh, Dr. Michael Brown on. Dr. Michael Brown said that there was a lot of folks who got the word, got the, a similar word. But he said there was a handful of people that said the word was conditional upon Trump repenting and then said maybe maybe what happened is he didn't repent. And because he didn't openly repent for some of his sins, therefore, it, therefore the 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 pro again, I'm not making theological statements. I don't know that the prophecy was conditional because he didn't repent. Therefore, it didn't come to pass. I'm not I'm not sure if you have a position on something like that. Well, the only thing that, you know, for me, I believe that it can be true. But the problem is a lot of people, they don't know their Bible. And so I'll just say this. Most of the people that are throwing stones right now and making videos like these people are false prophets, you'll find one thing in common with them. They already didn't like Trump in the first place. So their heart isn't really that pure. You don't see a lot of people that were maybe Trump supporters, maybe some, but for most of the people that are like coming out with rebuke videos and things like that, sure. they already didn't like Trump. So they were from, from their mind, you know, God didn't pick Trump, even though the Bible says God raises up and tears mm -hmm. down King. So even with Biden, God allowed this. He mm -hmm. picked Biden. Yep. Right. Yep. And so it, I find that I guess one of the biggest issues in Christianity is that, you know, there's just so many different opinions. So many people interpret sure. the Bible differently. So many people at different sure. levels. But everybody has something to say, even though you got all these people at different levels. Everybody has something to say. So I do believe, you know, the prophecy with Jonah was conditional mm -hmm. prophecy in my own life is conditional because mm. I choose to obey or not. If I feel that God spoke something over my life, yeah. I have to obey. I, every day I have free will. I can go choose to go to the strip club. I can go choose to fornicate and be like, I don't want what God has for me. I want what I got. Mm. But I don't want to use that as a cop-out because when, even though Isaiah, when he went and prophesied to Hezekiah, he didn't say it was conditional. To me, that is just, I'm not saying that's what Dr. Brown was saying, 
it's just I want to show that humility inside yeah. and say, look, man, I was wrong, and I'm not trying to make an excuse for it. Yeah. Well, I, listen, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. I, I think people, I don't know, some people are going to have different expectations. I appreciate you saying that. I think there's a degree of ownership to that, and I think that's dope. Um, do you plan, I know you got the church launching, do you plan on taking a break? Because that was something else you had kind of mentioned, is if you were wrong, it didn't, didn't happen, you were thinking about taking a 30-day sabbatical from social media. Um, is that something you're, like, where are you at with that? I'm curious. So, so usually what people don't understand is like, uh, everything you see on my YouTube and my Instagram is from my Facebook. My Facebook page is where most of my following is at. It's almost like a million followers. So the break that I want to take was from social media. I've been on a break from Facebook now for about, uh, well, they kind of helped me with the break. I planned on taking a break, but then they had banned me. And then they banned me on top of the band. So I've been, I've had like a 45 day ban, which is, it it expires in like 18 days. So I never feel that God doesn't want me to stop speaking truth because some people, like I said, they're going to look at, okay, brother Marcus made, or they don't even look at me as brother Marcus. I made a mistake and they focus on that and they will ignore everything else that I've been right about. And that's not a defense thing, but if you really think about it, you know, some people say, oh, he misled the people with Trump. But I've always told people, pray, get a serious relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Don't be a casual Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a casual Christian. Uh, I'm warning against sin. So it's like when people say, oh, I'm a false prophet or false this. I'm not, even if you can say it's misguided zeal or whatever it is, I'm always pointing people to Jesus. Yeah. I'm always pointing people to have a relationship with Jesus, to have, you know, yeah. even and with I, and that's what I'll say, Trump I- videos and I will say that when I saw you at the Capitol and the footage of you at the Capitol on January 6th, what I appreciated was that I did see you there sharing Jesus with people. Like you weren't there on some MAGA flag, big old hats and on that energy. You was legitimately there as a Christian. And I did I did appreciate that. Do you think that even though you've never called yourself a prophet, that maybe people have viewed you as a prophet, functioning as a prophet, even though you never came out and said, I, Marcus Rogers, or Prophet Marcus Rogers, and maybe that was confusing for some people with statements like, maybe you didn't say thou, thou God said it, but it was, I feel in my spirit, but people still kind of perceived you as that, and that maybe that was confusing for some people. Well, I'll put it this way. First of all, most people don't know what a real prophet is. They think because somebody's in church reading your license plate, that makes them a prophet. You can have discernment, and God can give you words of knowledge about people. And that has nothing to do with being a prophet. So when you see people in church saying, oh, I see you have father wounds and stuff, that doesn't mean you're a prophet. That means you have discernment. Mm. A prophet was literally the mouthpiece of God that was warning the children of Israel, like what was coming, you know, repent from this, tear down your idols and stuff like that. The bottom line is what I, what I tell people is, yes, God did tell me that Trump was going to win the, uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to this. Hold on one second. You still got me in there? Yep, still got you. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when I was in South Korea, God gave me a word. He said, uh, he looked at King Cyrus and King Cyrus was not a believer. And he told the children of Israel, go build the temple. Yeah. And so based off that word, I felt that the Lord, was, he told me if we build it in the season, he's going to bless it. Now, this was when I was in the army. So people will focus on the fact like, okay, he was wrong about Trump. But since I've gotten out of the army, God has provided for me. And everything that I've built for the ministry, that yeah. word has come true. Yeah. And now I'm getting ready to, you know what I'm saying, build the church. So that part of the word has been true in my life. And yeah. that's why, you know, no matter what people say, you know, I see that God is with me. There's yeah. no way I could have got to this point 
from the army if he wasn't. So bottom line is I don't I don't call myself a prophet. And let me just say this about the Capitol real quick, bro. Yeah. When I got there, let me tell you something. Those some of those people already had their mind made up what they was gonna do. Mm. The guy with the horns that everybody's seeing on the news, he was literally right in front of me in the crowd and he was already like getting people charged up, like he had like a little born and something just felt off when I saw him. That dude, so hey, that dude, that dude snitching. The, by the way, he telling on Trump. He testifying against Trump in his impeachment trial. He totally flipped. By the way, the guy with the horns you're talking about was kind of wild. Yeah, pe- people tend to do that when they're facing like jail time, <laughs> federal <and stuff>. time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I'll, I'll say this, bro. Like, if if anybody, so people, this is what what I love about you. You do your research. You get the facts. You don't talk from emotions. All of the videos that I had of the Capitol, people actually watch them. I'm walking through the crowd. I'm pr- I've ne- you've never seen me with a MAGA hat yeah. or none of that stuff. To sure. me, I don't mean to offend nobody, but that's idolatry. I feel like people went too too far with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I always told people, for me, it's about legislation. It's, a, it's not about his personality. It's about legislation. And that's the way that I always look at it. And people could argue. Yeah. So when I was there, man, I was I was highly disappointed. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, it was all Antifa people. That's not true. Now, obviously, there were some people there. It's already been proven, you know, they were Antifa. But it definitely was some, you know, uh, Trump supporters, yeah. especially when word got out that Mike Pence was, like, not going to, uh, you know, block the thing. People's emotions started going. So, yeah. you know, well, it listen, is what listen, it is. Let me, let, let's do this because I don't, I don't like people talking about people or not having connections. So what I want to do is, if you don't mind, I want to bring in – someone that I think you should meet and y'all should build with um, who maybe you feel a certain way about, but I, I felt like this brother wanted to speak to you. He wanted to connect with you. Um, super solid dude as far as I know. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, I think what we're at is that a lot of what we're seeing is just from a place of love because you do have a, a call on your life. I'm not going to say you don't. Um, and so mm. I got my brother Alan Parr from The Beat in here. I wanted y'all to meet and... Um, and connect, man. And so, Alan, thank you for being here, boss. Um, we got Marcus Rogers. We got me in this thing. And yeah, I'll let y'all let, let let you share whatever concerns you have, Alan, so that we're not uh, we're not. I'm gonna t- put the phone close to my ear because it's kind of hard for me to hear for some reason. But I'm listening. Okay, okay for sure. Um, Alan, okay. can can you hear us, boss? Yeah, I can hear you guys, man. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, doing this, and I am looking forward to uh, hanging out with you guys. Uh, how's everything look? Does the picture look okay? Does everything look good? Or you got, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, man. Picture looks good on my end. Uh, Marcus put the phone a little closer to his ear so he could hear you. Um, okay. I was just on, I was just on Alan's stream guys. And I thought it'd be cool to, to connect Marcus and Alan. I told people I was going to do that because I think both of these guys are coming from a sincere place. Um, and so I just wanted to connect them. And so Alan, you're, uh, you're live boss. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, Marcus, man, let me just say that, um, you know, it's nice to meet you, man. I've, I've watched a lot of your videos and um, uh, just wanted to, you know, reach out, man, and, and let you know that um, I'm praying for you. Uh, I have been where you have been, uh, my brother, um, in terms of receiving criticism and, you know, just the whole uh, feeling like people don't understand you, being misunderstood, I've been there, man. I, I understand that. You know, I've, I've put out controversial videos myself in the past and continue to do so about a variety of topics. And I have been called a false teacher because of my stance on, um, you know, eternal security or 
you know, once saved, always saved. So I, I get it, man. I, I get what you're doing. And that's why I really appreciate Ruslan putting this together and, um, you know, reaching, reaching out and trying to connect us, man. And I, I told, I went, um, just to be clear, 100%, um, you know, I did, I'm sure you're probably aware, but I did create a video um, the day of January 20th. And I did highlight, you know, you and Chris Yoon and a couple of other people regarding the the Trump prophecies. And I want to make sure that, you know, I'm pretty clear on my my stance on that. Um, Contrary to what you may think is it the intention was not to um, to drag your name under the mud or to bash you in any way. Um, It was more so my I was very concerned because I felt like if I'm just being completely and totally honest, my, my bigger concern was like, man, this brother, and I hope you receive this in love. Like this brother has so much potential. He is so gifted. He is so like, dude, you, you are a great communicator, man. Like you can get in your car and do in nine, <laughs> 10 minutes, what it takes people like they got to do right research. Yeah, and all this stuff. Incredible. Like, yeah, dude, you're, you're so gifted, man. You are really truly gifted. But my concern was that, um, you know, you were not intentionally, because I think your heart was in the right place. But my concern was that you were, you know, unintentionally, you know, leading people astray through, um, you know, sharing so many dreams and so many, uh, you know, prophetic words and visions and things like that. And to your point, you admitted, you know, in one of your later videos, like, hey, you know, um, um, I, I admit that I got confused with what I really wanted to have happen which is I wanted to see Trump, um, you know, reelected with what I felt like God was leading me to. And I can respect that, man, that you you came out and you said that and that 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 they took my respect for you up a notch. But what I would personally love to see, you know, you do more of, um, you know, from what I understand is that you want to you know, you're a pastor now of a church, man. God bless you. Thankful for that. I'll be praying for you on that regard. But um, I would just love to see you, man, dig into the word and teach people the Bible, you know, like take a passage of scripture, whether it's a parable, whether it's a Psalm and just Mm -hmm. like break it down, man. Because I think if you do that, man, you're going to safeguard yourself from all these people Mm. that are saying he's this, he's that, he's a false prophet. He's this, because what happens is when you, when you share so many of your words and things that God has shown you, your visions and your dreams and all these things, I'm not saying God doesn't speak it to you, but it, it can make people think, okay, well, why is it that we're hearing so much of Marcus, but like we're not hearing the word of God? I know you always point people to the Bible and say, okay, right. you know, if you guys want to study the, the Bible, I always point you back. But as a pastor, I would love to, to see you be like, okay, guys, check this out, man. We're going to study Psalm 51, David's confession mm-hmm. when he was in sin. And I'm going to break down to you how you confess. How do you repent from your sins? And right you know, and add your own experience and all that to it. Because when you do that, brother, like you combine the word with your, your gifting, man, it's like, dude, man, you're going to be so powerful, man. And, and people aren't going to be able to argue with you and point to mm. you and be like, well, he's false or whatever. So that was the well, first can I, thing. Can I, I respond, respond to that? that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so so uh, first of all, like, you know, if uh, I tell people, so when I first started Facebook, it was always encouraging words. People had a problem with that. They said, preach more repentance. I preached a lot of uh, repentance and things like that. People had a problem with that. One thing I learned about uh, the Christian community is they're always going to have an issue because there's so many different types of Christians. You can talk about eternal salvation. People talk about 
Xfinity won us all these different things. And so first thing I always tell people is uh, I got a second YouTube channel where it's strictly Bible teaching. You still, you guys still got me? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I got a, a, a YouTube channel. It's called Kingdom Firestarters. There's no politics. There's no, uh, you know, Hollywood celebrities or anything like that. It's just straight teaching from the Bible. And then if you look at my church services and videos, which people don't usually uh, look at as much, it's all straight Bible teaching. And so the reason why um, I talk about the subjects that I do is because I draw in a worldly element, right? That's why I started talking about the things that I do, because people see the video and they see, uh, I don't know, I can't think of any other celebrity, Mike Tyson, right? And they're like, what is this guy talking about Mike Tyson? I can tell you right now, like, if we really wanted to sit down and break it down, probably every single YouTube video that I've ever done, I could show how it relates to the Bible. And in the simplest way is because Christians try to act like they don't care about politics. They don't care about celebrities. But if you go look at the patterns in my videos, the videos that get the most plays, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, because Christians do be caring and they do be involved. And so to me, politics and all these things, it exposes what's in the heart. So we could talk about Daniel and the lion's den, and we can talk about Psalms 23 and all these kind of things, but God wants to address what really be going on in a lot of believers' hearts. And a lot of believers really do be involved and they have opinions of the things in the world. Now, I will agree with you, brother. Like, I could probably just show people, you know, in the video and take the time, because usually I'm just kind of free, you know, just free going with what I feel. But I could probably, like, with the Trump stuff, I could probably start putting Bible verses for the people who don't know. But I personally believe that anybody that, you know, really knows the Bible and they knows the scripture, they can see how all the videos that I've done, you can tie it back to the Bible, whether it's dealing with people's hypocrisy, people's double standards. For example, uh, you know, the whole false prophet thing, and then I'll be quiet because I, I can get to kind of talking. Oh, but pe people are like, oh, you know, in the Old Testament, they would have stoned the prophets. But what did Jesus say in the New Testament? He said, if he without sin cast the first stone. So all these Christians that are using this verse about Old Testament stoning, that shows what's really going on in their heart. And that's not the heart of Christ. God isn't calling anybody to stone anybody for getting it wrong. And now, obviously, correction is cool. But, you know, people were using that verse. And I said, that's Old Testament. You know, we're, we're Jesus, we're under a new covenant, different things like that. And he said, look, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. Yeah. And so it's like they think that what they're doing is righteous and they're coming against me and, and they're, you know, they're upset and they're Bible thumping. But really, they're just being, you know, religious. And so I, I will take that, though. What you're saying is that a lot of the videos, I can't assume that the people that are watching, you know, know where I'm coming from or yeah. what my intentions yeah. are behind. Like some people, they see Trump's name, they just get triggered. But I'll just say this. If you look at my videos, most of the videos that get the most plays are talk. They see the name and then they click on it. Because even if you put like seven ways to pray or seven ways to spiritual yeah. warfare, whatever it is, you'll get 20,000 views. You know, the real dedicated people. But I reach more people and a lot of unbelievers. Mm. And, and people might not believe this, but I've won so many souls and I've taught, you know, NBA players and all kinds of stuff because I talk about the topics that they're not talking about in church. And so I feel like everybody is called to a different thing. I used to like, you know, bash certain preachers online. But I don't do that anymore because I realize, like, God might call this guy to do something and deal with, you know, a certain group of people. And he'll call this guy to deal with that group of people. And then we're messing around arguing with each other because, like, oh, you should do it like this and I should do it like this. Well, what is the fruit? 
The fruit is like if people come to any of these revival services that we had all year, they're going to see that the spirit of God is there. They're going to see that people are getting saved. They're going to see that people are getting uh, baptized. You know, we've had services, 45, some people getting baptized. So people say, oh, you're misleading people and things like that. I always tell people in my videos, brother, <laughs> don't take, I try to say this in every video, don't take my word for it. Man of flawed, you know, just, just pray about it for yourself. Study to show yourself approved. Work at your own salvation. And I guess because I've been getting attacked since the very beginning when I was making videos with, you know, I just wanted to motivate people. People had a problem with that. Then you preach repentance. People got a problem with that. You read Psalms 23. People got a problem with that. So I learned like when you're in the position that you and me are in, the Christians are going to attack you regardless and you're never yeah. going to please everybody. So, well, you know, that's yeah. kind of my, my view on that. Yeah. Well, s- several things, if I can respond back first off, you know, um, <laughs> Let's let's talk about the, um, the several things came to mind. Uh, the Stones thing, right? So I think that it's okay for people to point back to Deuteronomy 18, where it talks about if a prophet, um, you know, how do we know a true prophet if what the prophet has said does not come to pass, and that person is not a for, you know a prophet and should be stoned. Now, here's the thing about that. No, you're right. We're not living in the Old Testament times of law where if you do speak um, for God and it doesn't come to pass that you're going to get stoned. <laughs> However, it does show us how serious God takes it when we do say God said this or God said that. Yeah, you're right. The penalty is different in terms of New Testament, Old Testament. <laughs> but I don't think God's position in terms of he, how he feels when we say God said this or the Lord said that and God showed me that, I think that the, if we want to get to the heart, it's like adultery, right? In the Old Testament, mm. the, 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 the penalty for adultery was stoning. But in the New Testament, it's, okay, God, I'm sorry. I'm forgive, forgive me for my sin. But I don't think we can say that now that we're in the New Testament that God doesn't, it doesn't hurt the heart of God as much uh, when we commit adultery versus in the Old Testament, it's just that we're under grace. So I think with that regard, people are basically been saying, hey, no, we don't want to stone Marcus, and nor should we because we have our own sin that we deserve stoning for right. and death for. Right. But we need to take it more seriously whenever we say God said this, God said that. That's the first thing. And then another thing, too, is, no, you're, you're right, man, about, you know, um, the views and things like that. I mean, I get it. You know, you and I are both YouTubers. And right. we understand how the algorithm works. You know, we, we've been in this game for a long time and we know <laughs> yes, that, you know, I mean, let's be honest. We know that when we put out something that's controversial and hot and heated, the views are going to go sky high. And we right. know if we put out five ways to pray, the views are going to be low. Like we get that. <laughs> Ruslan knows that. I know that. Come on, man. We, we all know that one. Yeah. We all right. can agree on that yeah. one because we've all seen it. Yeah, and, 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 and just to add to that, Alan, like like yeah. Marcus, all of us are, are in some way juggling <laughs> multiple things, right? We want to impact as many people as possible at the same time be true. And I just looked up this other YouTube, the Kingdom Starters, and I mean, this looks more or less like a straight Bible study. Alan, you've been able right. to do it with very focused topics about scripture and stuff like that that's i think masterfully worked out for you mike winger kind of does it really well and so i get what marcus is coming from because there is an element of seo and trying to tap the algorithm but at the same time i love i love what you said alan because what you're saying is hey if we safeguard ourselves against passages books covenants versus verses 
Um, and and I can see Marcus saying, hey, this happened today and with the administration or this happened in c- pop culture. Here's a passage that relates to this. He, right. he, he could kind of safeguard himself um, without being looking for like a rema word, like a personal word, but yeah. more of like this is what the scripture. So I love what you're saying, Alan. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, and basically what I, what I try to do is this, I, and I, I feel you, man. Like, look, I, I know that if I put out a Bible, I mean, look, man, I'm in the middle of doing a tabernacle series through the Old Testament of Moses, and it's, the views are down, you know, but I'm looking at it two ways. Number one, I'm like, okay, I can keep feeding these people milk mm. and just giving them all this pop culture stuff and all this stuff, or I can be like, you know what? I'm, I'm on a mission to help you all grow spiritually. And from somebody who considered myself a mature Christian, as I, you know, consider you guys the same way, like we know what they really need. I, I know what they want to hear. They want to hear me do a whole bunch of pop culture stuff, call this minister out, call this sure. minister out, do all that. And that's going to blow up my views and ultimately make more money from me on the ad revenue side of things. But I know that they need to learn theology. They need to learn Bible. They need to know how to study their Bible. So I am I I uh, purposely put uh, I include a lot of that content in my channel already just saying, OK, I know they're not going to go to views because right. but I know they need it. But then the bigger thing, though, is when I do address something that's more pop culture, like the, uh, you know, let's say the election or whatever, I title my video to hopefully get them to click on it. But once they right. click my hope is that they're going to still hear Bible, Bible, Bible. And what I'm trying to do is bring a biblical worldview to a relevant, practical thing that's going on in the world. So that way they can be like, man, I I can't really argue with Brother Allen because he's using scripture in his video. And, you know, so that's that's what I try to do. I'm not saying that's what you need to do. but That's what I try to do to kind of merge the pop culture stuff that we know people are into versus like, biblical which is what we know we need they need well the bible says you know that that there's going to be strong delusions there's going to be a great following away and so one thing i tell people is you know you have to love the truth and so people don't have to believe me but you know behind the scenes what people don't see is i'm often just crying tears like lord you know there's so many different types of christians there's so many people that are you know pulling me telling me to do it like this telling me to do it one thing god has put on my heart is unity and obviously you know you have different denominations people you know all that stuff but i know that you're a real man of god and i know ruslan is a real man of god because the spirit is going to bear witness so the question always becomes like are we debating about something that is not a heaven or hell issue mm. because you know like peter and them they had things they didn't agree on with the eating the meat and the circumcision. And I think it was Mark and somebody else, they had to go their separate ways. So there's people that I know, we might not agree on everything, but that's still my brother in Christ. That's still my sister in Christ. And and so the reality is it's almost like you have these tribes in Christianity and it's like one tribe will look at another tribe and, you know, we're critiquing and you should do it like this. But I want to say this, I'm definitely going to make that effort because it's nothing wrong with what you're saying, putting some more scripture. A lot of times, this has always been my mentality. I, I'm speaking truth, right? And people who love the truth, they're going to like it. And people don't like, for example, the whole, the whole politics stuff. My whole heart behind that is I personally believe we're living in the end times. And the Bible says, when you see these things happening, you know, look to the sky, your redemption draws nigh. And I believe that the American church, we are so comfortable. We're so used to going to church on Sunday, drinking a latte, doing two songs and going home. 
And then you look at China and you look at uh, places in Africa. These people are laying down their lives. They're being persecuted. They got to walk for miles just to get to church. Mm. And then Americans, it's like, I'm like, look at this. Biden just put this transgender person in. They just put this legislation in. The Bible said these things were going to happen. Like, wake up and realize the times that we're living in. Like, get a serious prayer life. Get a serious relationship with God. Don't let the, I tell people all the time, don't let the only words you get from God be from Brother Marcus. Mm. Like, get in the word for yourself. So behind everything that I do, whether it's a video about Kanye West, Lecrae, or anybody else, my point is, like, I feel like we put people on these, uh, you know, pedestals of Christianity. And then a lot of times the people that we put on the pedestals, especially like in the gospel industry, they are not a proper representation of what the kingdom is. And so the biggest threat that I see in America is that there's this watered down Christianity. I believe that they're never going to do away with Christianity in America because of the history in America. So what they're going to do is they're going to bring out these watered down preachers who are like, oh yeah, we're for abortions and all that kind of stuff. And we're for gay marriage, stuff that clearly goes against the scripture. And they're going to say this form of Christianity is acceptable mm. and anything else is radical. You know, and so when I see this stuff happening to Trump, man, everything that's happened to Trump is going to happen to believers sooner than later. And I and I end with saying this and I told bro this the last time America, for some reason, we think that we're exempt. But Daniel in the lion's den, it was the government that got him thrown in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it was the government that got them thrown. Legislation. Same thing with the story of Esther, Mordecai, and Haman. The government was involved, and people tried to get close to the king to get the king to pass legislation. And if people think that's not happening right now with the president and the Senate and Congress, that there are people who hate Christians and there are people that have spirits behind them, and they're, and they're not trying to get into these places and pass legislation. I'm in Chicago. I see how much they hate Jesus every time I go to a college class. Every class, class they're bashing Jesus. They're promoting these, you know, um, socialists and these homosexuals as heroes. And so I see that kind of stuff. And really my heart behind it is, come on, church, wake up. Don't get involved in this watered-down Christianity. And bottom line, even if you don't agree with the things that I'm saying, just make sure you have your own relationship with God and you're praying about everything you see. That's really my heart behind it. Whether people think I do a good job, you know, with the videos that I'm posting or they think I'm false, whatever, uh, you know, maybe I come across arrogant sometimes because God knows my heart. And that's really that all that matters to me. I don't, even with this Trump stuff, I went and I fell on my face and I cried out to God and said, all right, Lord, you know, obviously it didn't happen how I wanted, you know, forgive me. I, you know, and I cried tears and people don't see that part. They'll just see this video and they don't see behind the scenes. So, that's kind of why I am the way that I am. It's nobody, when, when I die, it's just going to be me and God. And I'm going to have to ask for everything that I said, everything that I preached, everything that I posted. Nobody else is going to be there. And well, so, you know, that's why I kind of just roll the way that I do. Yeah. Well, let, me, let me share this too. And I appreciate that, brother. I really do. You know, you, you hit on something that was really, that was really touching. And I, I can honor that, man. You said, you know, when everything went down with the Trump prophecy, you, you know, you got before the Lord, you cried and stuff like that. And people don't see that side. And I, I keyed in on that. And I think they need to see that side because I think people, listen, brother, man, I've been there. I, I know, man, mm. like I, I, I look, I, I put out a video earlier this year on a topic. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I put a video out on a topic and it got so many views, uh, two, 300,000 views. And once I came to the understanding that I was wrong about that right. topic, 
I had to go retool. I had to create another video and I had to apologize to my audience and say, I didn't do enough research on this. Let me now do my research and put out another video. And man, it was hard as it was for me to say that because I don't want them to be like, well, can we trust Brother Allen? They respected it. Mm-hmm. And so like, for instance, with you, you know, I think, and I, I, I'm i just, just being honest, like when I saw the yes, video sir. that you did after the Trump prophecies where I think you said something like I was wrong about Trump or something like that. And when I read most of the comments in that video, mostly everybody was like, man, this isn't a repentance. This isn't a repentance. Like, because I think out of an 18 minute video, you may have spent like two or three minutes, maybe mm-hmm. kind of like apologizing, but the rest of it was be- like, like shooting down I all the haters. I did that on purpose, mean? Like, like, brrr, like going after people like this. <laughs> and people read that and they were like, wait a second, is he trying to repent and truly be like, man, y'all, I am sorry. I mm-hmm. missed it. Y'all know I don't normally miss it, but I missed it here. I apologize for misleading you all. I'm going to do a better job. I'm going to be more careful about mm-hmm. saying God said this, like, and, and please forgive me. Like, I think if you would have come, come that way, people would have been like, you know what? This brother's human. We love him. He made a mistake. I, he owned up to it. God bless him. Mm-hmm. But when it came off like, okay, in kind of a passing way, like, yeah, I, you know, I messed up. I, but, yo, check this out. Mm-hmm. While I'm here, all these people out here throwing stones at me, it just kind of went back to like this defensive mode. And, right. and that caused a lot of people, I think, to be like, wait, I thought by the title of the video, I thought he was going to give us a repentance. And right. it didn't come well, see, off and like that, that. That's my that's that's the thing. I already knew that people were going to come with that mentality. First of all, you don't have to repent the people you repent to God. Now, you can go, you're going to go out there and admit like hey, I was wrong, but that shows the people's heart. And that's why I did the video the way that I did. Because I knew there was going to be people that were really, you know, oh, they were waiting for me to fall. You know what I'm saying? Now, some people are genuine. They probably believe the opposite. But if you also look at most of the comments, most of the comments on the video are saying, hey, bro, don't repent because it's not over yet. Like, if you go look at most of the comments. And so you have two different sides of Christianity. And I will say this. I was wrong about Trump, uh, you know, what I felt that he was just going to be in there and that they were so obsessed with Trump. And I believe that President Trump really hurt these people's pride because if you look at it, they were so obsessed. They kept trying to get him out, kept trying to get him out, and they couldn't do it. So I believe, this is what I believe, and I'm not, and I'm going to be so clear about this. I'm not saying that uh, God told me this. I don't think this stuff with Trump is over as far as his involvement, if he runs again. I think that they're really just waiting to see what happens with the impeachment thing. Yeah. I just want to make it clear to people that, hey, look, I was wrong about him getting in. Maybe it was the, the timing, but it's still up in the air if he runs a second term or, you know, what, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And so you have two different sides of Christianity. So to me, people who have that heart, like uh, most of the time, and not you guys, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the people I knew were going to come to that video, I wanted them to see, if you notice, I had all the stuff about Biden, the transgender stuff and all the stuff he's doing, because they, they love to focus on the fact, okay, you missed it about Trump, but then a lot of them will ignore that stuff about Biden. If you go down my Facebook timeline, all these black pastors that I've seen that, you know, voted for Biden and stuff like that, they're not speaking out, out against none of the stuff that Biden's doing. They're not saying nothing about it because it's this politically correct Christianity. And so we were mad me- at Trump, you know, because of his personality. But now we're make, giving Joe Biden a pass for the legislation that he passed. What are people going to do when... Uh, LGBTQ people decide to come to your church and they send a man in the girl's bathroom. Like people think that they just, oh, that's never going to happen in America. 
And so, you know, I feel like that's something we have to be aware of. The Bible says, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. And so the only reason, you know, I haven't come out and just did like, a, oh, I'm sorry videos, because number one, I feel like people who like you are going to like you and people who don't are going to, you know, not. That's already been my experience since I've been doing Facebook and YouTube. And I honestly don't believe that this whole thing is uh, resolved just as yet. So I've just been praying with God, you know, about it. And, you know, if, if, if God changes it around, then he's going to get all the glory. He, uh, you know, both sides can get humbled. That's the way that I see it. And it needed to happen because some people were idolizing Trump so much that I saw it. Like pastors were, you know, with the MAGA hats and stuff, God humbled them and he humbled me. But I also believe that all these black pastors that are just supporting Biden, the, the hypocrisy is showing. For example, and I, I'm, I'm going to stop rambling, but like the governor or whatever he is in Georgia, Warnock, people, the black, the same black pastors were talking about Trump's past. And well, he said, grab him by the this and grab him by that. This guy and Kamala Harris have a terrible past and they're pushing antichrist legislation, but we're silent about that. Yeah. And they were so, they were so vocal about Trump. So that's just, you know, the issue that I have, I feel like it's just not fully played out yet. And that's the only reason why I haven't come out. I got people on both sides. Hey bro, stop apologizing. It's not over. In a sense, I do believe that's true. Now I'm not saying, Oh God told me Trump's going to get back in, but I know one thing for sure is that the corruption really is real. I was going to say, um, thank you. Um, I, you know, and this, this is the main reason why anybody watching this and anybody who you may come to my channel, I'm very, very clear that I, I am um, very, very careful when it comes to politics. There's not a person in the world other than my wife uh, that knows who I voted for. Uh, wise man. It's wise. <laughs> they, they, they don't know because now what they can tell based on my videos is I have been very vocal about being pro-life. I've been very vocal about abortion is not in the heart of God. And I have videos on that. I've been ridiculously clear on my stance on same sex relationships, marriage with that whole lifestyle. So people know I'm conservative, but they don't know. Okay. Does that mean he voted for Trump? Does that mean he voted right. straight Republican? Right. Does that mean he voted for Biden as president, but then he voted for, uh, conservative all the way down? Uh, does that right, mean he right. didn't vote for either one of them because he couldn't get behind? Like, I choose not to reveal that because I feel like um, the moment I reveal that, the, that's the moment I lose the opportunity to minister to about half of my audience. And they're going to be right. like, okay, I'm, I'm going to unsubscribe for him. I'm not going to follow him because of this, that, and the other. What I'd rather do is just not necessarily tell people who they need to vote for, mm. but rather tell them these are the things that are near and dear to God's heart. And I've got news for, for people, sure. and this is what bothers me the most. There, yes, abortion is near and dear to the heart of God, and we know that. But there's other issues that are also near and dear to the heart of God that sure. people on the other side of this thing are fighting for that. I mean, I could talk about, you know, uh, oppressing the poor. Yeah. And I could give you a hundred scriptures in the Old Testament about God's heart for the poor, taking care of the poor, mm. you know, and, and how can we say that that is no less important than, you know, life before the womb. So it's these right. issues of politics are very, very, it's not, it's not cut and dry. It's not a black and white thing. And I think when we tell people, you got to vote for this guy that, you know, is, I mean, I'm not, I, you know, whatever, Trump, whatever people have their, you know, but we know his character and his personality is within question. I mean, 
you know, he's firing For people. Sure, no doubt. He, he's calling no doubt. people out on Twitter. You know, um, people have people have gone back and said that he's so, told at least 30,000 lies whenever he was in office. I don't know if that's true or not. That's not my point. But it's like, oh, as Christian leaders, should we be telling people to vote for Biden or, or Trump? Or should we just be saying, okay, these are the issues and, you know, let the Lord lead you and know that if you vote I don't for think, person, I don't think you, know you should. Saying? I don't think yeah. you should tell them. But the worst cities for black people are Democratic. Ain't nothing changed in Chicago. And so we, they keep making it like, oh, yeah, you know, and this is something Candace Owens, I know you've you probably seen her. She's real big on talking that. So for me, I want to see the legislation. And then first of all, before I'm a black man, I'm a Christian. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So I want to know what legislation is going to affect the kingdom of God. All right? Because as a black man, white man, God is going to take care of me. God is the source of my resource, right? And so I, I don't put my hope in, in Biden or Trump for, uh, you know, money or finances because God said in his word, he's going to take care of me. Mm. That's just the bottom line. I don't have, I don't have to put my hope in, oh, they're going to pass this bill or they're going to pass this legislation. So when it comes to that kind of stuff with, especially in the black community, I'm like, do you believe God is going to take care of you or not? Let me you gonna put your faith in the Democrat. Are you going to? And so how I like to look at it is let me see the actual legislation and how it's affecting the kingdom are coming against the kingdom. And then when I'm, you know, because then that's that's another another conversation yeah, to go yeah. like line by line. <laughs> by line. You know let me let yeah. me let me ask you this. And because I got Alan here and, and I'm sure you could chime yes, in sir. on this, Marcus, you, you're on the front lines, bro. You're in Chicago. You're launching a church. Um you have a, a massive audience. My question to you is um, a couple of about two, three years ago, I started going to therapy because I knew something inside of me was off from some trauma in my yeah. childhood. And I discovered that I had onset PTSD and I had to get delicate and careful with taking care of my mental health, taking care of my spiritual health, my emotional health. And it happened a lot with getting in small groups, having older men around me. Uh, pouring into me. And so as uh, the reason, one of the reasons why I have Alan here, uh, uh, John McRae just joined is my question to you is like, brother, who and how are you safeguarding your mind, your heart, your emotional state? I know you served our country in the military. Thank you for that. Um, That's huge. Um, And so like, I'm I'm, I'm not projecting anything on you. That's not, I'm I'm not trying to do that. I'm saying in my own heart, bro, I knew something's wrong with Ruslan. <laughs> I had this pattern and I could relate to some of what you're saying in terms of being wrong and having some relational fallout. I went to therapy. I did a thing called men's skills. Um, you know, it, it helped my marriage. It helped so many different ways. So my question to you, and I'm going to bring in John McRae here in a sec is, uh, what safeguards do you have in place as God is clearly giving you this gift? God's God's, you know, you're launching a church. You're on the front lines in Chicago. Right. Um, you, you are, uh, 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 you know, you're a leader at this point. Do you have older men? Do you have an accountability group? Right. The, the, that, that's my question to you. And uh, and I'm going to bring in John McCray, too. So uh, go ahead, boss. So first of all, I don't think anybody should be without accountability. It's biblical, right? There's always the older men of God. Moses had um, Joshua, Timothy. You know, he had Paul. The apostles had Jesus. And so I've always had a pastor over me. Mm-hmm. People think that I'm just running on the Internet. They check me. Uh, every, two, matter of fact, Tuesdays, I go and check in with one pastor. And he told me like, hey, man, I don't think you should have did this and this with the politics and things like that. I've had pastors tell me, you know, take this down from Facebook. Now, a lot of times the reason why I don't bring 
uh, certain pastors on who I talk to. And I have a lot of older men. And I tell them all the time, matter of fact, I was on the phone yesterday. I said, Pastor, if you see anything wrong with me, I'm not perfect. I've got issues. You have 100% liberty to punch me in my chest, mm. you know, and, and tell me, like, tell me, like, hey, that was wrong. Don't think that I'm, you know, I'm going to respond no type of way because I have a platform. I'm going I'm to tell you this, and it's going to sound bad because I'm saying it, but anybody who knows me on the Internet and what they say on the Internet, they don't know me, right? If, you, if people who ever meet me, they say, man, he's the most humble, quiet guy. And that's not me tooting my own horn. It's the, it's really the problem with the internet is you, it's like you see a pastor preaching on the platform and you see him in the anointing, but you don't see him in his house. Right. It's a whole different thing. So you think how he is when he's doing the video is how he is all the time. When I go out, I hardly talk. I just watch and I observe and I don't connect with many people and I'm always checking in. Hey, what do you think about that video? And these, these pastors are all um, older than me. Now, the reason why I don't, put them out there for people to know because even when people find out what church I go to, there's so many people that are using my picture for dating and scamming and getting money. So then people are calling the church and, Oh, mm. can I talk to, can I talk to Marcus Rogers? Can I get connected? And, and, and so that's yeah, why you got I got like 20 this. Instagram accounts, man. <laughs> I looked you up on Instagram. I couldn't even find you, man. You got like, dude, do you realize you got like 50 different Marcus Rogers uh, with your picture on Instagram? I'm like, this dude is a celebrity, man. I got like one. <laughs> it's, it's, and I'm actually, I'm actually shadow banned on there too. But the reason, so the reason why I don't, you guys probably have seen maybe one of my pastors. So for example, right? If let's just be real. If you do a video right now about TD Jakes, in, in support of anything that he said, you're going to have people that bash you. Sure. If you do a video about Joe Osteen, if you do a video about Stephen Furtick, I'm literally, Paul Washer, literally any preacher that, that is well known, if you make a video, you're going to have a group of Christianity attacking you for supporting that well-known preacher. That's mm -hmm. just the way Christianity works. And I believe that God is moving us into a place in time. Like I told you, I know you're a real man of God. It's clear as day that you have the spirit of God and we probably don't agree on everything, but I'm, I believe that we're moving to a time where there's going to be people that are led by the spirit. They've got the right heart and we're going to unite. We're going to put some differences aside and we're just going to push Jesus and the kingdom. And if it's, I'm not talking about Jehovah witnesses and all that, if it's not a heaven or hell issue, you know, we, we can come together and I've seen it happen. Mm. I go, I, I mean, I'm with all kinds of different people. And my only question is, do you have the spirit of God inside of you? And yeah. so, you know, I believe in accountability and I tell people, you know, Hey, you need to have a pastor. You need to have, I believe every man of God should have at least three or four people in their life who could tell them no. And you just submit like, Hey, take that pose down, take that video down. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would say this and I'll shut up. The only difference I think that with the pastors, because they know me, they know my heart. People on the internet, they just see a video and that the, and in 10 minutes they saw, they think they know me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the difference. The pastors, they have that personal relationship with me where they really know my heart and why I'm posting the things I'm posting, whether I do it, you know, so good all the time or not. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Uh, John McRae, uh, Marcus Meet John. John runs a channel called What Do You Meme? I wanted you guys to meet. We're going to take this conversation <laughs> offline as well, but I just wanted to make sure everybody knew each other because I, I actually do agree with Marcus that I think from disagreeing on some of these things can come a, f a flourishing relationship and accountability, and especially in this climate, a lot of my accountability has been virtual. So uh, what do you mean, John? Thank you for being here, boss. Uh, I know you wanted to yeah. connect with Marcus as well. 
Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. Marcus, good to meet you, my man. It's the first time to meet you. Um, Alan, good to see you. Roos, good to see you, man. Um, yeah, I, I missed a lot of the conversation, guys. Sorry, I'm tired. My my son's been sick, so I haven't been sleeping much. So just tired. We haven't we haven't got much sleep. But I missed the first part of the conversation. I guess for me, Marcus, just to kind of just jump right into it, man. Like a lot of the stuff, like, first off, I I I think that you are a, a great communicator i think that you do a lot of stuff very well and this and that but i guess like where i get concerned man is like a lot of the stuff i see just doesn't make a lot of sense to me now i understand like there's there's room for like disagreement and stuff like that nobody's saying that and i don't like personally coming up after people that's not my thing as much you know what i mean especially people like you and i get how it is in this this sphere but like um i guess i saw somebody comment and say that at the beginning of the stream you admitted that you were wrong or something like that. Yeah, he was very clear and said that he, he was wrong on the Trump prophecy. So, And he said it multiple times in this stream, John. Okay. And, and what were you wrong on? You saying like you were wrong on the prophecy or were you wrong on like how Well, you- like, first of all, I tell people like, I never said God told me Trump was going to win a second time. What I told people was God gave me a word in South Korea about uh, King Cyrus and hey, he pretty much if you build it in this season, I'm going to bless it. And since I've gotten out, you know, the military, everything that I've built for the kingdom, every revival that we've done, the Bible studies that we've done, God has been blessing it. But I knew that I was supposed to open this church in Chicago, but it wasn't the time. I didn't get the green light from my pastor or none of that stuff. And so in my mind, I'm like, if, if I build it in that season, you're going to bless it. He's talking, God is talking to me about the church. Like, I'm going to have time to build the church. And so that's how I took that as Trump was going to have. Uh, four more years, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to build the church, you know what I'm saying? In this season of grace. And I know people have a whole different, you know, um, view about that. But I look at Joe Biden, and then I'm from Chicago with Lightfoot. So I already have this social media platform. I already have all kinds of people coming against me. So, you know, if you're trying to open a church or you're trying to do community centers, there's all kinds of paperwork. There's all kinds of stuff that you got to get approved. So if somebody like Lori Lightfoot, the mentality of her looks at my past or looks at my videos, they might say, oh, you're not going to get this grant or, oh, we're not going to help. Are we going to try to stop you from opening a church in Chicago? So I look at even Joe Biden the same way with the transgender and all the laws and things that you're passing. It's going to affect churches. It's going to affect the kingdom. So for me, it was just like I believe that God was going to allow it to be in that season. But obviously Biden is in now. But, you know, I got like I told them, I have two different groups of Christians. I don't believe this thing is over with Trump. And I think that anybody who believes like, oh, it's just over and Joe Biden's just going to be president and it's smooth. I think after this impeachment thing, like they find out how that goes, you know, oh, is he going to get to run again in 2024? Or then we'll see. I just don't feel like it's just going to go away and be quiet. And I'm not saying, oh, God told me that. That's just what I feel like. It just doesn't feel, you know, right to me. Yeah, no. So I guess like my kind of question is like, because I, because kind of seems like, all right. So on one hand, if Trump did win, then you would have thought you would have said, hey, look, everybody, um, I was right about this prophecy. Right. Because on the one hand, it's like you. So you thought God told you or you said God showed you mm-hmm. this sort of thing, too. But then um, so then that wouldn't count for evidence that you're right if Trump does get back in the office. Then, right. Because you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You- no. So the, the bottom line is I never said God told me Trump was going to win. I told people this is what I feel was going to happen. There's so some even clips, if Trump had a one that we have some, that there's some mm-hmm. clips that I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't mean to cut you off, but there's some clips that you have said on your videos. I mean, I could be wrong, but that you've said those words, God showed me that Trump was going to be reelected. Now, I could be wrong, but 
I mean, okay, so like, and that 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 could, that could be a whole, like I never said God to like for example, people do believe Trump won. You know what I'm saying? Like that he he won the re-election. There's a lot of Christians out there who believe that they just believe it was stolen. So my argument behind that was even if it was stolen, God has allowed Joe Biden to be president. You know, regardless. And so here's my thing: like, bottom line is Trump's not in. I was wrong. We still gonna have revival. We still gonna keep preaching. You know, Jesus and things like that. And so. And then also, like I told them, people want to focus on that thing that, you know, OK, Brother Marcus got wrong or whatever. But they don't focus on everything that I've said that's been right since 2014. Yeah, so yeah. to me, it's not about it's not about credit or anything like that. God is going to have the final say. God is going to be the defender. And it's not really like that. I'm trying to be arrogant. But since I know, you know, that God is giving me marching orders, I got to keep going regardless. And I got to answer to God in the end. So I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep posting. You know, there's there's still people that are being blessed by the videos. You know, there's still people that are being blessed by other things I post. So there's some people that they're focusing so much on the bad or that, oh, he missed it or that I don't agree, that they're neglecting all the people who are still being blessed and being encouraged. So I don't want people to make, make it feel like, oh, I want credit. I don't care about none of that stuff. People done ran my name in the mud so much for everything. I've been married and divorced. People don't know you know, when I went to Iraq or Afghanistan, what I was going through and the people that judge would not probably even survive in my shoes. Mm. And that's why people think I'm arrogant, but I just answer to God because, you know, they, they wasn't there. And so people are critiquing and they're saying all these things, but it's like, in the end, I'm going to answer to God. You know what I'm saying? And that, that I don't want you to think like, oh, it's, it's about credit or me being right. I wasn't going to sit there and beat my chest. Oh, you know, Trump won. I would have just been happy because the legislation we see being passed now wouldn't be getting passed. That's what I would be happy about. So I, I guess, the, I mean, there's a, the, I mean, I could talk to you all day, bro. Like be for real. Cause there's a lot I'm, of, Hey, stuff. I'm down yeah, whenever, I'm down whenever, man. I actually got to go in a little bit, but I'm down yeah. whenever. So when you say that God tells you or God tells you stuff and God shows you stuff or whatever, like when you say he tells you stuff, what, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like he gives you like a feeling or do you mean that he talks to you audibly or, or what, what do you mean when you say that? For like, example, how- the first time the, I'll give you two examples. First time God ever spoke to me, I was 12 years old. I was going to kill myself and I climbed a bridge, uh, Lakeshore Drive. Right. And I heard the, you can call it the voice of God or whatever you want says stop don't do it and i literally felt like a hand grabbed the back of my neck and it was like i felt like i was crying tears i was getting ready to jump and it was like i felt like warm oil just run down my back and i heard the voice of the lord tell me clear as day don't do it son i got a big purpose for you an right? audible voice and now was it an huh? audible voice an audible it's just voice? like a like a voice that you hear i guess i guess you could say it's like maybe i don't want to you know samuel and eli was it an audible voice when he said samuel i don't you know i don't know because uh, what's his name? Eli didn't hear it, but Samuel heard it. So sometimes you get that like feeling in your spirit. And I, I'll just say this, test every word. If you feel that God is speaking to you, make sure it lines up with the Bible. You know what I'm saying? That That's how I do it. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then I seen the fruit. Obviously when God spoke that to me at 12 years old, look now I've reached millions of people. So it was a true word. And then I'll give you one more example. This video that I did with my the trash can, I felt the Lord told me, go fill this trash can up with water and then you put your head in it and whatever, what just preach, whatever, whatever comes. That was before I had Facebook followers and I had voices telling me, Oh, the army is going to think you're crazy and they're going to lock you up. And they're going to say there's something wrong with you. If you post that, cause I had a lot of army buddies and stuff like that. 
the same thing. I stuck my head in that water and I felt like this anointed oil run down my back. And I got up and I started preaching. And that was the first video that ever hit. Like, it hit like 20,000 plays overnight. So once again, I felt God tell me something and I obeyed and then I saw the fruit of it. And See, so that, that, yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, no, I think uh, when it comes to like that being evidence that God is actually like vindicating, I, I don't think that's a good sign because I mean, I've seen, you see any, anybody that you think is, I mean, anybody Jehovah Witness, Mormon or whatever, they get big right. platforms. Atheists get big platforms, that stuff happens. And so honestly too, there's a spiritual dimension, which, you know, we all agree on too. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like if, if, if you could be hearing just like Muhammad said, he heard voices, um, you know what I mean? And then they were like dynamic voices, obviously Joseph Smith or whatever, and then things worked out for him. So that's why I'm saying that that doesn't flow to me. But Do you, do I guess, you believe like, that God speaks to us? He speaks to us? I think God can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and I think that he speaks to us in the Bible, vision? but also he could. Yeah, but he could. Yes. Yeah, I don't see any okay, reason okay. why he could. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't think any... I don't think anybody here is a cessationalist where we don't yeah, believe no. God speaks. God speaking <laughs> yeah. God, like God, God spoke to me. God spoke to me and told me my wife was my wife our first time hanging out. The difference is I didn't tell her until after I married her. <laughs> right? Yeah, like because right. I didn't want to freak her out. <laughs> yeah, but so let me, let me let me ask let me ask bro this then. Like for example, I like to use the Isaiah thing. So Isaiah went to Hezekiah and said he prophesied to him, God told me you're gonna die, right? And that was the prophecy. There was no conditions. There was nothing. He prophesied, hey, you're going to die. And then because of Hezekiah's actions, God sent Isaiah with a whole different prophecy that had nothing to do with the first one. You could argue that it was completely, literally the opposite. He said, now you're going to live and I'm going to add what was it? 10 years. You know what I'm saying? And then here's the thing. Nobody would know that prophecy was true. You know what I'm saying? Until the end of the 10 years. So what do you feel about that? Like God yeah. gave him a prophecy and literally changed it. Yeah, no, I think, I think, well, here's the thing. So if we say um, people can just get it wrong or something like this, right, there, there should be a condition there, right, in the first place. But secondly, like if we say that, like, because here's the thing, when people, how do you know the difference between someone who gets it wrong and someone that doesn't get it wrong? Do you see what I'm saying? So, for example, right. like. Um, there's a lot, I could go down this road, but I don't want to go too far because I want to get back to, because I know you got to go soon. Um, but basically as like, we want to know the difference because everybody says this is a whole witness say it, the, uh, right. the Muslims, Mormons, all of them say, it. you know, it came in different ways, that sort of thing. But I think it depends on the function of prophecy. Ultimately, what is the function of prophecy? There's a message there. You know what I mean? So when you say you have a prophecy where you're saying there's going to be persecution to me, that's not, I mean, to me, I'm just like, well, the Bait. Bible tells us that. I don't. Yeah. We don't right. need a prophet to tell us that. The Bible tells us there's going to be persecution. Yeah. Things are going to get worse. That's why. That's why we're giving more detailed persecution. The persecution is going to come through Democratic Party pushing legislation. That's why I have an issue with all the Christians that are supporting it. And I know some people don't agree with that. But if you look, like, like that's why I said we got to do this in a longer video. If we yeah. actually look at the legislation and the language that Joe Biden is presenting. Watered down Christians are not going to have an issue with it, but the real Christians that are speaking against sin, there's going to be a collision and everybody can act like they know it. But until that collision comes, then we're going to see who the true believers okay. are. Okay. Let me say this real quick though. Um, mm -hmm. First off, first off, I, I, I got to say this because um, here's my issue. Number one, saying that there's persecution coming from the Democratic Party or whatever, even to, even still right there, I don't think that's a prophecy. That's more so just yeah. saying, looking at the facts and saying the Democratic Party in general believes these things, is pushing right. these things. And they, I mean, and y'all don't think you have to be a prophet to right. be able to read the newspaper 
see what a political position is and say, okay, if they get the opportunity to pass certain laws, then yes, you know, religious freedoms are going to be affected. I don't think there's a prophecy. Needed. But the second thing is this, and this is the, my biggest part here. People, when Trump got into office, all the Trump supporters were like, hey, don't just hate on him. Give him a chance. Give him a chance mm-hmm. to see what he's going to do before you throw stones. Like, don't just crucify the brother the first day because you don't like him. Like, let him have an opportunity and then judge his presidency after he leaves the office and say, okay, this is what he did. This is what he didn't do. Let's judge him now. But now right. what I'm seeing, and this is the reason why I don't get into politics, because I can't stand the hypocrisy on both sides. Now, right. Trump, Biden had even been in office a month, and people were already saying he's the Antichrist, he's the devil. Like, dude, give this dude an opportunity to, this, let's see what he's going to do. Let's see what he's going to do. Let's see how the Lord may act on his heart over the next four years. And then let's judge his presidency after he comes out with these laws, after we see religious, religious freedoms being taken away. But to just Well, so what do you just, feel about just, Obama, though? Whoa, whoa, hold on. For, for example, for, for example, black black people feel Obama was the greatest president of all, and and a lot of black churches in Chicago. And we can judge his presidency. He did right. nothing for black people. He did everything for the gay community. But in the black church's eyes, you better not say nothing bad about well, Obama. And, and I'm not one of those people. But I, what my whole point <laughs> is, my whole point is, I think we're jumping the gun, passing judgment on somebody's presidency a month in. And I think it's hypocrisy to do that when we're the very same people that are doing that are the same people that didn't want people to crucify Trump one month in. They were defending, like, give him a chance, give him a chance. Well, you got to give Biden and Harris a chance, yeah. too. Hey, yo, you guys. As, uh, long, as, long, as, you, as long as you be fair about right. it, it's cool, because like the same people that say pray for Biden. I prayed for Obama. I, I'm pretty sure all of you did. I prayed for Obama. I prayed for Bush. You know, I prayed I pray for all of them. But the hypocrisy you're talking about, I just tell people all the time, just admit that it goes both ways. Because the people that oh, didn't yes. want to give Trump a chance, they were they were calling him Antichrist. You know, a lot of black pastors and stuff, they weren't, it's a lot of them weren't praying for Trump. But now it's their guy, all of a sudden they got grace. And you see, like the, the guy in Georgia, they bashed Trump for his past. This man is a womanizer. They got the domestic violence stuff, and it's cool. They ignore it. Same thing with, let, like, people be real, Joe Biden's son. If that was Donald Trump's son with that laptop, that stuff would have been all over the news. So to me, I just tell people, look, it goes both ways. The hypocrisy is there. All I care about is legislation. I don't care about personality. I don't care what people feel about the person. That's feelings. That's carnal. I'm talking about legislation. That's what I want to talk about, actual legislation and laws. And so right now, with most of the executive orders, you got to think about it. Why is Biden so pressed? to push the gay agenda. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not saying it's over for him. I believe that if God wants to and we pray, God could save Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, and make them reverse all of those policies. There's no doubt in my mind. Is that going to happen? It's up to God. My job is to pray for him and just point it out because I, this is the other my other angle. Oh, hold like on, I hold said, on, real quick. The, the biggest no, thing... No, 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 no
Yeah, that's what I mean. And and I don't I don't really care about the politics right now. Like we I mean, we can talk about politics another time. What I really wanted to talk about was a lot of the, the prophecy type stuff, too, and understanding Marcus's yeah. perspective, because I think that's what that's what's more important. We can debate politics some other time. Right. But uh, Marcus, what I'm curious about, man, is like, do you so do you, do you because, OK, so in, in your last interview with Ruslan, you said that um, you're like, I never call myself a prophet, never call myself a prophet. But um, at the same time, you say, and then you define the prophet as someone who says that God said to say this. And then so like, but you do this in countless videos, count, you know what I mean? Most of your videos are so, told. So God when, told God to told the, when God told the disciples to preach the gospel, are they prophets for doing what God told them to do? No, right. they're preachers. No, no. But if you hear a word directly from God and you say that this is a message to everybody else because I'm hearing this word directly from God, is that a prophet? What's a prophet then? It, I, in a, but, the, so the prophet is what we see in the Old Testament. It's not these guys who are reading license plates and telling people, oh, I see a destiny. First, and first of all, like I said, I've never called myself a prophet. I just go pray and I look at what's going on in the world and I ask God about this. And then I share what I feel that God is showing me. Like, I want that to be clear. I'm not one of these people running around. I don't care about titles. I but if you have a video that says yeah. prophetic word, if you have a video mm -hmm. that's titled prophetic word. You can give a prophetic word and not be a prophet. The spirit of prophecy can come upon you, right? Yeah, but but here's the thing, Marcus. So, but you never said you're not a prophet. So, would you say you're not a prophet? Because that's what I'm confused. That, that, that's my that's my you? concern. Like, why are people so concerned with titles? Like, are you a prophet? That's like what they did to John the Baptist. By whose credentials are you doing this? The same thing they did to Jesus. Not, let the let the fruit be the talking, and let God judge. Who cares about titles? It's so yeah. many people misusing titles. But but Marcus, we we need titles in order to understand what we're talking about. So this is like human language. You can't just throw it all out, mm -hmm. right? So when you but you define the prophet. So you called uh, you said that a prophet is someone who says that they got a message directly from God for other people. That's you said something along those lines in your last interview. Right. If you look at Elijah and and uh, Samuel, that's fine. They were talking to the kings, literally like the kings, and saying, "Hey, repent, get the people to turn away from this, or watch out for these other nations." They weren't talking about you know, destiny and cars and all that kind of stuff. But so, but according to your definition of a prophet, you would be a prophet, correct? According to your uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't agree because of God. So like if God speaks something in your life for you personally, and you go share, share that with other people, does that make you a prophet? I think I think you you consider yourself functionally a prophet if you say God told me to tell you this event about the future. We'll just keep it at the future, even though that's right. not the, obviously the right. only function of a prophet. But just okay, so that okay, so then that's the problem right there is your assumption. I don't assume that I'm a prophet because God tells me something to tell the people. Because we'll, you have pastors that God gives them a word for their church, and that's for the people, and they're not operating in the role of a prophet. They're operating in the role of a pastor or a so, minister. Then I don't understand. Then what? The, what's the difference between what you're doing and the difference between what a prophet does? Being prophetic because the Holy Spirit lives in us without holding the office of prophet. I paralleled right. it to when God showed me or told me. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was, hey, I felt like my wife was my wife. It, very clear. I didn't tell her that because it would have freaked her out. I was was I a prophet? No, I'm not a prophet. I won't. Exactly. I don't hold this out. Exactly. I think that okay. I, what I was trying to say is I think that's Marcus's position. Okay. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. He's not a prophet, so, but he can operate prophetically. Well, he never said he wasn't a prophet, though. This is where this is where it gets confusing with a lot of stuff. Uh, you say, seem like you say, Marcus. I mean, and I, I'm not saying you're doing this intentionally. It just comes across as word games because it's like um, you say. Like so, are you not a prophet? I mean, I are do you? Not yeah, are you? Would you? Would you say like, you don't weird. hold the prof the office of prophet, Marcus? Is that a fair so, statement? So when, 
So when people ask me that question, I, I tell God I'm available for whatever you want me to do. The fivefold ministry, teacher, prophet, apostle, right? If you want me to teach, I'll teach. If you want me to preach, I preach. If you want me to prophesy, I prophesy. When, when I almost lost my life, when I was in that shootout, I was so grateful to God. I said, Lord, I'll say the stuff that other people are too scared to say. I'll go preach in the places that other people don't want to preach. Like I'll do the unpopular thing because I'm just so grateful to you. So that's how I look at it. And I feel like people are just upset because they want, they want you to say, oh, you said that you're a prophet. So now I could be mad because you missed it. You know what I'm saying? And so like their heart and you, you know, you guys might not agree. I'm just, I'm just saying that like, that's my heart, but it's like, people want to hold you accountable. The bottom line is we're going to all have to answer to God. Like the way that Ruslan explained it is perfect. I believe that there are people who can operate in the prophetic. God can give them a word because of their own personal, you know, intimate relationship. You know, like if God told him, that's my wife. And he went around telling people, oh, that's my wife. If it didn't come true, would people say he's a false prophet? But it ended up being true because, you know, that was his wife and that's what God wanted. So I don't believe just because you're prophetic, that makes you a prophet. Now, if I put stuff out there and other believers are getting, you know, upset about it, God is a God of decency and order. I have men of God that I'm accountable to. And I think that's the problem with the Internet. Everybody thinks so highly of themselves. Oh, you need to be accountable to me for what you're posting. That's not how it works. Timothy was accountable to Paul. And so everybody thinks that you owe them an explanation or you owe them, but it's not biblical. I owe an explanation to God. I owe an explanation to the man of God over me. I don't have to answer to every body who has an issue with the things that I do. It's not even biblical. You don't, but I think that you do owe an explanation for when you get something wrong like that. Cause you have a lot of people looking up to you that were thinking that like, oh, okay, this, this man, the prophet saying this, you know, whether you call yourself a prophet, whatever, but um, they're saying the prophet saying this. And then a lot of people's faith has been messed up behind this because they trusted that what you were saying was coming from God. So it's like, so there's a few things like you did a lot of damage whether intentionally, unintentionally, whatever, like I, I, that doesn't really matter because the end result's the same. You did a lot of damage to a lot of babes in Christ, to the name of Christianity. We became more of a mm-hmm. laughing stock around the world. You know what I mean? All these different things that made our, our witness harder, all these things, because it made the word of God look as flimsy as these, these prophetic words or whatnot. But um, so would, you say, would you say that people say the same thing about all three of you in your own way? No, in what... In, when it comes would, to would a prophecy, you, you say I think that, a prophecies. No, no, it's not, it's not about prophecy. Would you say that there are other Christians who look at your guys' pages uh, and say, "Man, in some type okay. of way, they misrepresented Christianity, or they're making it harder for me to witness, or something like that." They, sure, they disagree. There's a, there, there's there's a disagreement in terms of interpretation of scripture. Mm. I mean, yes, I mean, I I interpret scripture one way. Right. Somebody else may interpret scripture yep. a different way. But and and that's about as far as people can point to Alan and say you know, he's got it wrong is he misinterpreted the scripture. I can live with that because, you know, that's, that's something that's going to be here from that. That's something that we've dealt with 2000 years back. And we're going to always deal. People are going to see scripture differently. I think handling scripture is different than telling 500,000 people that this is what God showed me is going to happen in the future. And all these people, many of whom are babies, babes in Christ, they're, they're believe you because that you're saying you heard from God, whether you say I'm, I'm a prophet or not, as soon as we use the words, well, this is what God told me or God showed me, they believe you. They, they follow mm-hmm. you. They, you are their spiritual leader. And when it doesn't come to pass, not only is it devastating for the people because they're like, man, I, I, I thought Trump was going to be reelected. I put all my hope in that. Like this brother said God showed it to him. What happened? 
but it also makes our faith look bad as believers because people are like, well, man, you know, like Christian, it just, people are laughing at us and y'all say, hey, well, I'll, I'll stop. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree, but also at the same time, that's why in every video, people, this is my problem with Christians. They ignore this part. Anybody who watches my videos, they know almost in every video I say, don't take my word for it. Pray about it yourself. Speak God for yourself because we are all imperfect. People will not bring that part up. But how do, we, how, do we seek the Bible, how do we seek the Bible about Trump being reelected? It's not in the Bible. Yeah, like yeah. there's no verse because, that we because, can go because to. If you, that's why <laughs> I, I said mean, we got to have a whole different conversation because the reality is the reason why we wanted, we got to break all that down. The reason why people wanted Trump to win is because they didn't want the legislation that Joe Biden is pushing right now. So most people, like, yes, there's always going to be a group that doesn't agree. Peter could not win everybody. Peter's style going to offend some people. Some people couldn't rock with Paul. That's the reality. So I'm called to reach who I'm supposed to call. And if they're not for me, they're not, they're not for me. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, I guarantee you there's so many people that look at Ruslan or look at you and they say probably the same things. Like yeah, that but, guy, that's just how, yeah. that's how Christianity goes. And so you think that you're exempt, but the truth is you're not. Because the Bible says yeah. we prophesy, we know in part. The Bible says none can be justified by the law. So for everything that people want to try to hold me accountable for, the same thing can be said about you. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. that's the way that I look at it. And I so guess, that's uh, something we have to work out between God. Yeah, my bad. And I'm not trying, I hope I'm not coming across as trying to cut you off or nothing. I just want to make sure we no, have No, you're good, time. bro. Yeah, yeah. So, and no, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect you or something. So if I come across- No, that, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. So, but- I'll, I'll, thing, come, I'll come on your feed whenever you want, bro. Okay. And then we can do like the more in-depth talk, you know what I'm saying? Cool, cool. Yeah, man. So the thing, so here's the thing though, Marcus, is like um, when you say these things like, well, um, you know, these things are all the same, they're not. And this is where I think I, if it gets frustrating to me because you'll say stuff like, well, Peter and Paul disagreed. W what did they disagree on? Are you referring to Galatians too? Because they didn't disagree. Paul, he, was, he was also disagreed. talking about uh, Paul and Mark, I think, which which was a-, a Paul, Paul literally said that I'm going to check Peter to his face. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, they literally didn't agree on doctrine. Are you talking about Acts 16? I'm sorry, which one? There's two about? different passages. I think Mar Marcus is talking about both. He's talking about the one you're talking about, Peter and Paul in Galatians. They were arguing one. about the, cir the circumcision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were arguing about yeah. the lead and okay, the Gentiles. Yeah. But see, there's there's things, too, that, like, it's, it's not like— So there's guardrails that keep things as Christianity, right? It's not like you could just disagree on literally anything and then everybody there's still unity. That, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Because there's things that we believe. And what's concerning to me, too, Marcus, is like I know that you, you talk about this, but um, you don't share the same view of the Trinity. Um, I reviewed one of your video that you did last January where you were complaining about the Trinity and you had these really um, kind of cliche objections like, well, then how does Jesus who is he praying to if he's really God? You know, those sort of things, too. That's a big deal. So, like, for me, it's like we have. Unity. OK, so it, would you say that the Trinity and oneness is in heaven or hell? Issue? Would I say what? Is it a heaven or Would hell issue? It's a core. It's a core view of the Christian faith. Yeah, it's, it's a core. Is, view. Is, it a, is it a heaven or hell issue though? Um, it depends. Maybe not. Possibly not. I guess. Like, right. So if you can't say, it's, I'm trying to find this this camera back. If you can't say it's a heaven or oh, hell, well, hold issue, on. Here, here, okay, here's why that's a trick word. Can somebody of another faith be saved? So so can or can somebody that that's never heard of the gospel be saved? No, I'm not talking about the gospel. I'm talking about can no, no. you say for sure 
that no, people no. who believe in the oneness of God are going to hell. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna answer your question. This is why I'm using this question to answer <laughs> your question. Um, can people who've never heard of the gospel be saved? Is that possible? No, that that's a that's kind of a manipulative question because what is the gospel? Okay, can people who so, so the heard Bible of Jesus the Bible says you to enter the kingdom you must be born of what the water and the spirit. Correct. Number one, that's the that's the only requirement to be part of the kingdom. So if somebody is born of the water and the spirit, they're part of the what? Okay, okay, sure. Okay, so they're part of the, the kingdom, case. right? Yeah. So are you saying so somebody who's never heard of Jesus can this this person be saved? Or is no, they have the Bible. The Bible says in okay. order to be part of the kingdom and to be saved. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. If that person is born of the water and the spirit, they're part of the kingdom. Whether you agree with everything or not, they're part of it. That's yeah, why we that's... don't say Jehovah Witnesses <laughs> and everything like that. So so when it comes, let, let me just say this. With the oneness and Trinity, really what that argument comes down to, people are arguing, are you going to see three people in heaven, two people in heaven, one pe- person in heaven? And what I've come to find out, if when I explain what I believe and I just use Bible verses, Trinitarians be like, I believe I believe that too. And when Trinitarians explain what they believe using Bible verses, I'd be like, I agree with that too. I could bring a couple of my brothers on who are Trinitarian. It's like, yo, we believe the same thing. I believe there's trigger words. People talk about the functions. They talk about the persons. We all agree that God is one, right? Yeah. And yeah, the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus, right? You believe that God is, wait, so you believe there's one God in three persons, right? I, I believe. All right, let me let me. I gotta well, go. After we this. don't have to. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't have to get too deep into this because I know this is. This I, I, can, I can say it in two seconds. The Bible says God is a spirit, right? And so the Bible says the Lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth. What does that mean? Because the Bible literally says a body was prepared, right? The body was prepared. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in it. So the spirit of God was put in Jesus Christ, wrapped up in the flesh, right? Okay. Are we on the same page with that? Uh, I, uh, the body. Okay, I know the foundation. I mean, the scripture of the foundation, or he was slain before the foundations of the earth. Ephesians one three. Right. There's a there's a verse that says there was a body that was prepared, like God made that, that body and put His spirit inside the body. Uh, do you know that verse, Alan? I don't know that verse. Hebrews. Right. I think well, it says well, uh, Hebrews ten five. It says, "Wherefore, he, when he cometh into the world, he sat sacrificing offering that will not, but a body." Has thou prepared? Uh, that's in uh, Hebrews okay. ten five. <laughs> hey guys, okay. hey, oh, that's let fine. Just, yeah. Hey, let me just say this: I got to go. I love you guys, bro. Regardless yeah. of what you feel about me, I will get on every single one of your shows. I don't have a job, even if you want to just call my phone. Like, yeah, I'll start. Can, I'll start a. I'll start a group text with everybody. Marcus, yeah, yeah. thank you so much okay, for being yeah, so gracious. Um, I, I appreciate you. you. Have a good one, brother. Okay. I'm gonna leave. Um, right, bless you, Marcus. I'm gonna be reaching out to you, man. For sure. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Appreciate Love it, you, man. Guys, right. uh, John, Alan, you guys got to, you know, got to got to meet Marcus uh, in a, I guess, you know, virtually meet them. Um, what what is what was your guys' impressions just after having that conversation? He's, he, you know, yeah. obviously we, there's still some disagreement. However, well, you know, I, I want to hear yeah. from both of you guys. Yeah, I'll go real quick. Um, it's it's less about that. Like, here's here's what I didn't like from the the conversation, and this is probably just the setup. I probably didn't set it up well too. But like, um, 
it's frustrating because it seems like every question you ask is really dodgy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so hard to know yeah. what he's saying because it's like, it's like, blah, 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 and then we end up in Donald Trump and uh, yep. LGBTQ and stuff like that, you know? And so, um, but it's okay. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. Like he was put on the spot. It seems like I, I, I think a little bit, I don't know if you give him a heads up or not. Um, but like, so that was what kind of thing. And then like, I didn't get to talk about, we didn't get to talk about a lot of this stuff. So maybe we can set up something else for you, Salon, because yeah, I'm, down. I'm, I'm concerned about like a I lot think, of the- I think happened. why he kept reverting back to the Trump stuff is, is so when you ask him a straight up question about prophecy, I think what he was, again, my interpretation, I think what he was trying to say was, we wanted this so bad that our desires were this because of the potential negative side of Biden being president. That's the paradigm he's looking at everything through. So so we 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 projected our own feelings to an extent and we got it wrong because we were trying to avoid this agenda that's that's coming. I think that I think I think that 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 is what he was trying to say and so it sounded like a deflection, but I think he was really trying to explain the motivation behind it if, well, if I heard him correctly. Yeah. That's the case. And, and I have no idea how anybody could possibly know when he's actually speaking from God or not. But I mean, I, those are things that I probably have to talk about with him yeah. um, next time we have this conversation. Um, yeah. Alan? Well, I was going to say the, the one question that I wanted to ask him, I didn't get a chance to that you you alluded to earlier, Ruslan, but it's like I didn't really get a clear answer is, you know, you know, he said that if I'm wrong about the Trump election, I'm going to take some time away from Facebook and social media whatever and i really wanted to ask him like first of all what, what's the what's the purpose behind taking time away you know what what is your purpose for that mm-hmm. i would assume he would say to regroup retool get before god figure out where i went wrong and then come back and if that is the motivation then my question is why did he not take time away from youtube and mm. you know because if you take time away and i've i've um, I got to be careful here. I got to be real careful, real careful. But you and I, you, we are all YouTubers mm-hmm. and we all know that that's where we get paid. We don't get paid from Facebook. Facebook mm-hmm. does not pay us anything for a million views. Yeah. We get paid for YouTube. And for those of you watching, you might as well know, okay, we're not trying to hide anything from you. Like we earn our income, some of the small percentage of our income from YouTube. So my question is, if you're going to be genuine about, hey, I need to take some time away because I missed a prophecy, don't just take time away from Facebook because that's not your revenue stream. Take time away from everything. Pray, get before the Lord, because it, it kind of seems like I'm going to take time away from Facebook, you know, because I don't really earn any income there, but I'm still going to be putting out daily videos on YouTube. Like, no, man, like if you're going to take some time away to, to get before the Lord and repent and get your mind right, Take time away from everything. Mm. That was a question I was wanted to ask him, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, and not to presume, um, not to presume, but as you said, Alan, we make revenue from YouTube, and me just taking a, a week and a half off after that strike was a hit. And so again, not to presume, but you know, we all have responsibilities, and so maybe there's some of that. And he's kind of alluded to why and how he titles his videos to, you know, right. SEO and all that kind of stuff. So I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a very, uh, I think that's a very fair question. I took it as a break from social media for a month, not a break from Facebook, which he already is suspended on. So that was, I'm with you. I think that that was a that, that was a bit that was a bit confusing for. In terms of the answer, um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Like, you know, he's not here to defend himself now, so I'm yeah, not gonna. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I will say that um, 
I guess like I, I want to be clear about like what my heart is in this matter. Like I, you guys know from whoever watched my channel, I'm not out to try to call people false teachers and do and not that freaking um, the police or whatever, you know, all that. That's not me. You know, the thing I'm worried about is that like I'm primarily concerned with with the things he teaches, his doctrine, the misleading aspects. The fact that he's not a Trinitarian is a big deal. Um, he says yeah. like, oh, well, there's disagreements in the church. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? That he doesn't believe in the Trinity. And so um, for me, it's kind of more along the lines of like, um, I'm not sure, you know what I mean, where he stands, like, you know, within the whole thing. But then a lot of the times he's quoting scripture, like I didn't get a chance. I, th- to- I think he's trying to process the Trinity in real time. I don't, I don't know if he has a Definitely. formed a, a position I, I've seen on this it. for years now. There's okay. Years okay. Now well, yeah. Talking about it. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and after I know for a fact, he's seen like James White and them's um, responses because he's mentioned them and stuff, but then he'll go and repeat the same objections that James White and them already answered or, you know what I mean? And so the video I covered in January, James White and everybody's already covered these. They give him the answers, and then he's just like, well, how did Jesus uh, pray if he's God? You know what I mean? Who was he praying to? As if he didn't hear anything James White and them say. So I don't see the sincere wrestling in that sense, but I do respect the conversation he had with Stephen McBankars because he seemed, you know, they were really talking and going back and forth, you know. But, I mean, here's the thing is, like, um, it's not as much a personality thing. I don't, I don't really care what his personality is like. I care more about what his flock is taking in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like if we all have character flaws, we all have issues and that sort of thing too. So it's not about that. Um, so I don't, it, like he said, well, I've been married multiple, or he was married and divorced or whatever. I, I, I'm not concerned about that nearly as much as I'm concerned about with the doctrine that he's given the flock. So, but with all that, I mean, it's good to meet him. So thanks for um, inviting me. And we'll, um, uh, well, I'm sure we'll set something else up soon so we can have a, a deeper discussion as well. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys uh, hopping on this thing. I appreciate everybody watching this live. If you found it valuable, um, give it a like, thumbs up, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys obviously go subscribe to Alan. Alan Pars the Beat. Subscribe to uh, John McCray's What Do You Mean? Both of those are pinned up in my channels on my profile. So uh, I refer to a lot of their videos, so go check them out. I appreciate everybody. Anybody got final words before we get out of here? Final thoughts, comments, Alan? Oh, man. Just thanks for having me on, and, uh, you know, I appreciate it. At the end of the day, everybody, look, uh, you know, here's four brothers that, you know, love the Lord. We're trying to do the best we can. And uh, just keep that in mind as you all are commenting on our videos and, you know, labeling us as false this, false that. We we do do, uh, invite you to hold what we say, uh, you know, accountable for what we say. And we should, and you should, you should. But just know that, you know, we're not perfect. None of us are. Um, and there's differences of opinion. You know, John and I probably see eye to eye on 99% of things. You know, Ruslan and I are just getting to know each other, maybe 90, 95, 99. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're all trying to love the Lord. And, uh, you know, we're trying to do the same thing that you all are doing. And we're trying to feed you spiritually. Um, and so uh, hopefully you guys didn't take this as a bashing. I heard I've already read some comments. Why are they bashing Marcus? No, we're holding people accountable. Okay, that's what we're doing. And I would expect people to do that for me. Hold me accountable to every word that comes out of my mouth. The Bible says that we're going to be given account for for every word that we say. So um, this is not a bad thing, you all. This is good because it's going to force every communicator watching this this, uh, stream to be a little bit more careful Mm -hmm. when we speak for God. And that's always a good thing. That's right, because I I would add to that just to reiterate that, because no matter what comes from it all, I think people are going to be a lot more careful now to say that just God told me so, you know what I mean? So that that's always a good thing, because, um, 
yeah, I think all of this, that situation that happened was a good thing to show people to place your tr trust and ultimate faith in the scriptures and in God's word and in God and not in just fallible men and their dreams and um, visions or, you know, all those other things. We have the word of God now, which is the ultimate authority. So, so yeah. that's good. So, that's so appreciate good. it, Roos. Uh, appreciate yeah, you thanks, guys. Man. Yeah. And just so you, again, guys, public, public statements sometimes deserve public responses, public yeah. discussions. Especially people are like, why'd you do this privately? Uh, it just was easier to do this while I was already talking to Marcus and bringing on John and Alan. That's why we did it this way. So anyway, those of you guys are wondering when there's public statements, public errors, it's a little different than when someone's privately making an error. So anyway, appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one. God bless everybody. <laughs> Joshua the king came down and bore it all Yeah Conversations front of the fireplace All of my mistakes out of wire race Wanna operate at a higher pace Birth pains causing the body to dilate On a first name basis with the worst pain facing Moments in isolation See I was hoping I would do this to get more family time A busy mind and worried heart is just not where I reside I subscribed that all that traveling wasn't doing well For my soul Glad I never made it when my name went through the rumor mill I suppose that the Lord knows how to fail Instead I'm doing well at home out my shelf Good book off the shelf More dubs off the L's I told Ray they ain't just gon' know us They gon' know us well Happy that I failed my way to success With my family by my side, Lord knows what's next Joshua the king came down and bore it all I know a few things, never claimed to know it all But I know it's all, never noticed y'all Hit a pro